0: Reb Binyamin Kletzger's complete devotion to the Alter Rebbe was noticeable when in 1795 we already said this story a few times when he and Reb Pinchas Rezis, they stood up for the honor of the Alter Rebbe by purchasing 450 copies of false uh, Tanya's, meaning it was Tanya's but they changed a bunch of words around to make it look like kfirah, chas v'shalem A few years later in 1801, the Altareb, when the Alte Rebbe was freed the second time from prison, so he went to visit three of the leading uh, Misnagdim, the, the of the Misnagdim. And the Alte requested that Rebbe Benjamin should accompany him on this visit, which shows the closest that he had with him. Twelve years later, when the Al Rebbe ran away from Napoleon, Rebbein Yamin was one of the Hasidim who traveled alongside him and his family since he was extremely close to Beis Harav. It was he that the Hasidim sent to inform the Mitla Rebbe of his father's histalkos. Because remember, the Mitla Rebbe was in Kremenchuk looking for housing at the time. So after the histalkos of the Alter Rebbe, Rebbe Pinchus Rezis and Rebbe Yamin Kletzker, they stood firm and very strong in their eskashers to Beis Harav. Uh, influencing and inspiring Hasidim to follow the Mittler Rebbe as the Alta Rebbe's true successor because remember we said there was a Machleikus over there in regards to Rabbi Aaron Shoshela years later when the Mittler Rebbe was arrested he was asked to name his inner circle of Hasidim who were his main Hasidim and Reb Yamin was among them in 1823 Many Jewish communities were uprooted and forced to relocate. We spoke about this also in the uh, Mitla Rebbe book, which uh, obviously when that happens, it causes a tremendous amount of poverty for all the people that were kicked out from their homes and areas. So at that time, the Mitla Rebbe sent Rebbe Yamin as his Shadar. Right? We said our Shadar is Shlucha de Rabbono, like uh, personal shliach of the Rebbe to help raise the funds needed to, to help all these people. Two years later, we find that he once again was called upon by the Mittler Rebbe to help raise funds. It's uh, told over that the Mittler Rebbe once said to the Pinchas Rezes, he said, I succeeded in planting Chasidis properly in three Chasidim. Reb Hillel Parcher, Reb Nota I don't know much about him. And then he was Rebbe Nyamon So not only was he one of the Mittler Rebbe's Hasidim, but the Mittler Rebbe considered him one of his greatest Hasidim. In base, Rebbe, it's a sefer written, a lot of interesting facts. It's, it says there that the Mittler Rebbe was not able to be in Lubavitch for Rosh Hashanah and in 1825. And he, so he sent a message that his son-in-law... Harav Menachemendul, the future Tzermach Sadek, should say a mimer instead of him the Tzamach Sadek refused because the Tzermach Sadek said only a Rebbe could say a mimer but instead he said a mashal explaining the meaning of Tki HaShoifer and the clarity that he presented this thought affected the listeners to such an extent that even before he explained the nimshel, the meaning of the moshel and what we could learn from the marshal, they all burst into tears um two weeks later shortly before Sukkot when the Mittler Rebbe returned home he was informed about what happened uh, when his son-in-law spoke and the Mittler Rebbe said uh, evidently his time has arrived meaning he is soon going to become yeah. the Rebbe and <laughs> The middle Rebbe called in The Rav of Lubavitch Rabbi Yosef Must have been very old at this time He, he, was, married, he was married to the Tzema Chesedek's Aunt um, Anyways He called in the Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yamin, And the Rabbi Yom Kletzker And instructed them to tell his son-in-law In his name That he should accept upon himself The responsibility of leading the Hasidim. Obviously at that time the Tzemach Sedek refused to even hear them out, like he's not going to even think about such a thing because the Mittal was still alive. Like, like, what do you mean, lead the Chassidim? You're here. Um, at the beginning of the Tzemach Sedek's nasiyas, when the Rebbein arrived in Lubavitch, <clears throat> he felt respect towards the Tzemach Sedek, but he didn't look up to him as a Rebbe yet. And in the middle of a conversation he was having with the Rebbe, he requested that the Tzemach Sedek should say a mimer Chassidus. And the Tzema HaSedek agreed, and he starts to say a mimer. And Rabbi Yamin was sitting. Now usually, many Chesidim had the minog when, when a Rebbe said a mimer, stand up. stand up. But suddenly in the middle of the mimer, he gets, gets up and starts shaking like while he's standing, like, like, like the way a servant in front of his master. And after it was over, people asked Rabbi Yamin, what happened? He goes, well, in the middle of the mimer, I heard the Alta Rebbe's voice coming out of the tzemach sedek, and I and I said, oh, he's a Rebbe. So I, I until then I didn't really you know oh he says nice stuff but but only then did I accept you know. Um, Rabbi Yamin lived a relatively long life till around eighty years old. He was nifter on Chaf Gimel Sivan on Shabbos Parsha Shlach in eighteen thirty eight. So I'm just going to end off a little bit about his family so. A lot of these things were mentioned before. We're just going over it <coughs> uh, in short. So Rabbi Yamin grew up in the city of Kletsk, and then moved to Shklov where he married a daughter of Reb Elio Pinsker. And we don't really know any of the names of his children or even how many he had. Um, but we know we, we know of three of his sons-in-law. So we don't know Anyone else, basically. So there was Reb Baruch of Shklov, was a grandson of the Altar Rebbe. He was the second son of uh, Freda, the one that uh, the Altar Rebbe would say uh, special chassidist for her. So with the Mittler Rebbe, hang, uh, with his gartel under under the bed, right? Um, one of Reb Baruch's daughters, Reb Baruch Shklov's daughters, uh, married her second cousin, Reb Yaakov, the son of the Tzemach Sedek Rabbi Yaakov passed away young right, That's why we don't we never hear about him Son of the Tzemach Sedek. Um And Sadly Rabbi Yaakov passed away Very shortly after his wedding Leaving behind an orphan son Little baby, Shmuel uh, I'm sorry, Schneir Who was then raised by his grandfather The Tzemach Sedek. Then another son-in-law was Rabbi Aaron Tumarkin Who was the Rovin in Charkov uh, and Rebbe Berlave Barkan of Polotsk. You know the the, the story how um, the 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 Rebbe Maharash got his name. Says he was they asked him who is he named after Shmuel his, and, and he said no, he's named after the water carrier of Polotsk, right where where this Berlave lived. Um, he became very very rich. This other son-in-law. Um, <clears throat> so we know three of his siblings. So there was his sister uh, Miriam. So there's a sister Miriam who was married to Nimchaim of Pinsk. He was one of the outstanding Talmudim of the Vilna Goyen. Um, he moved to Eretz Yisrael, So his brother in law lived in Eretz Yisrael, but on the Misnagdim side of things. Then there was a sister Malka who married the Rabbi Yosef David, who was one of the great Chachamim in Mir and was, he was the head of the Mir Yeshiva and then uh, the last sibling that we know of was his sister Sarah who was married to Rebbe Lazar Margolin um, his father-in-law was a brother-in-law to Rebbe Chanoi Chenech meaning that Rebbe Chanoi Chenech was his uncle by marriage and uh, which makes him basically a cousin by marriage to Rebbe Pinchas Rezes